It's nothing small you being here. This is not a routine service. This is a divine providence of God of you being here. God is positioning you to send you out in this hour to do great things for him. I, uh, I don't like to do what uh, I should have done yesterday. My time was running out and I didn't have time. I got a letter a few days ago concerning this message I preached and the, the young preacher that sent it didn't know it. I do not uh, like to read something that pertains to me, but I'm almost scared not to now. And uh, I'd like to read this letter. Today, a deep love and appreciation for you swells up deep in my heart. Among other reasons, the main one is because you instilled this young preacher, young preacher, not young now, but I trained many years ago in another state. Because you instilled deep, deep into me the love of this great truth. And the revelation of Jesus being the one true God, and beside him there is no other God. You somehow, by the help of the Spirit, have put this in me as to be deep down deep in the marrow of my bones like fire. Now, he didn't know I was going to preach this message. That message yesterday. This knowledge, revelation, understanding that the God of heaven and earth is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, that I cannot help but meditate upon and rejoice with those that have the same knowledge through the revelation. The truth is the supreme truth that runs from eternity to eternity. And it's the foundation truth upon which all truth stands, upon which Everything both in heaven and earth stands and depends. I lament, however, as I detect over the years a winning of this truth among us. If the young ones among us would catch the same fire of this great revelation as you have, we will see an outbreak of old-time power. The word Elijah means Jehovah is my God. The preaching of the message brings down the fire from heaven. And it's that Elijah's spirit that would introduce return of Jesus Christ. Then it tells about meeting a man in Hong Kong. He said how the power falls and the, they would alleviate, power would fall, people would scatter, all this and that. The preaching of that message, Brother Mangan, by someone with the same revelation still has the same power. O thou prophet of fire, throw down your mantle once again in the year of doubt and head for Carmel. Ahab is watching. There are too many prophets among us today that do not have this great revelation burning in their bones. You gave it to me for which I am eternally grateful, and you can give it to someone else. I want to thank the Lord for his presence. One Lord, one gospel, and one mission. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, hast redeemed us by God from thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and nation. 
Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength and honor, glory and blessing. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life slain from the foundation of the world. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Thank you for this privilege of talking to you great men. A sinner has been God's business from the very foundation of the world. Since the fall of man, the God of Eden, God's mission has been to redeem fallen man. Sing's chief mission is to keep it from happening. The entire Bible is a divine revelation of God's mission and the method he has to do it. God's method, everybody say, is men. Man's connected with God is God's method on mission with him. Every man here, it just was necessary to God, his plan for salvation of mankind as God is necessary to you. That's our purpose on this last day of men's conference, to get you on mission with Almighty God. To get you connected with him to save the world. How many of us be connected with Almighty God? Plug in. Connect in. Without you, God has no medium through which he can minister to save the world. During the Old Testament era, Noah was on mission with God. When he spent 120 years building the ark, saved his family, and condemned the world. Abraham was on mission with God when he left family and possession. Abraham left everything he had ever known and went to Canaan. He gave up everything. Everybody said he gave up everything. And God used him to found a mighty nation. Moses was on mission with God when at 80 years of age, living in the backside of the desert, God appeared to him in the burning bushes saying, Moses, I want you on mission with me to go lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. They've been slaves there too long now. And people in this world has been slaves out there too long now. And who's going to do it if somebody doesn't get on mission with God? I have chosen you, and I will be with you. Everybody say, I will be with you. God said, I will be with you. It's my mission. You will be my connection. God has to draw the connection. He's not going to hook up to a mummy or a dummy. He's going to hook up with man. Plug in. Plug in. Hook up with him. And you, God said, will be on mission with me. God does not say go and he not go along. You have the power. Remember the Bible, brother, he said the devil's a liar. Whatever he says, the opposite is true. If you want to know how you stand, ask the devil. If he says you're doing good, that means you're not. If he says you're a soul winner, that means you're not. If your soul said that uh, you could be a soul winner, then maybe you can. The tabernacle plan, the law, and the priesthood was God's plan for God's mission 
to redeem fallen man at that day. Samuel, David, Daniel, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Amos. All these ordinary men and many more who were just ordinary men, but became mighty men. You're an ordinary man. If you're an ordinary man, if you want to be a money man for God, jump up and shout hallelujah. Oh. Oh. We're not the general. We're not the ordinary run of the mill. We are somebody come. We are the revelators of the truth. We have the truth. We have the message. And the world's going to be saved. It's going to have to come through his message. Ordinary men becoming mighty men. And that's what this conference is all about. Because you know why they're ordinary and became mighty? is because they got connected with God's mission. You ought, to get, you, ought to, you ought to get up in the middle of the night out of a dream, jump up and shout, I'm on God's mission. When you have trouble with the family, I'm on God's mission. When you have trouble with the job, I'm on God's mission. Whatever you're going to do, say, I'm on God's mission, and God will, you take care of God's business, and God will take care of you. They were on mission with God. That's the only reason you ever heard from them. It's because they were on mission from God. God made the leaves, the tree, and the grass, and all like that. And if you're on mission for God, as he's revealed nature, God can reveal you. Solomon's temple was strategically situated or located strategically for God's witnesses to three continents. The little bridge land of Canaan was a bridge line between Europe, Asia, and Africa. And God set the tabernacle plan. God set the modes of the tabernacle plan right in that Canaan land. So them come from Asia, Europe, and Africa. As they pass through there, they can say, hey, bud, come and look at the seventh water of the world, this temple. We want to tell you about the mighty God that delivered us out of the land of Egypt. But they failed their mission. They failed to do it. We are not going to fail. God has placed you in, in a situated, special, providential position wherever you are to pass this way, that way, and they pass it by you. God will say, look at that man, sir. That's one of my kids. That's one of my people. That's one of my men that is on mission for Almighty God. It connected those three continents. That is the reason why almost 2,000 years ago, God wrapped himself in human flesh in the temple of Almighty God and put it right there in that bridge land. That it might go, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world.
What they fail to do down there, God wants them to do now. God wanted them to do now. Go, 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 and go, and go, and tell the world. God does not give 3,000 different kind of philosophies and ways to be saved. God does not do that. God has one Lord, one gospel, and one mission. And we, and God Almighty, is on that mission to seek and to save that which is lost. And we are on that mission to seek and to save that which is lost. I do not leave the house in the morning until I say, God, I preach the, reach the I, I pray the whole world through the tabernacle plan. I go down through the tabernacle plan. And I pray, God, help us to find that honest-hearted person. I've got no time to be arguing or quarreling with somebody that doesn't believe the truth. But there's people out there behind those doors. There's people in these countries all over the world. Is that there's something better than what I've got? Is that there's something real? I'm made up. Looks like, wait, I'm made up. I'm made up of some supernatural being, some supernatural power. Why can't I have something that relates to who I am and what I am and what I can be? Our job is to get out there and reach them. One Lord, one faith, and one mission. When will we understand? That's all there is in the Bible. There's nothing else in the Bible. There's nothing else in that Bible. One Lord, one faith, and one message. That's it. Go and redeem man. You say, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I don't know why that word is in there. Be ashamed. Say, can I have the Holy Ghost? Who wouldn't want it? And you better worry about if you can get it. If you haven't got it, who wouldn't want this Holy Ghost experience? Oh, I would want to be without it no time. See, that's all you need to know, that God wants to redeem man. It's the Bible. There's one God, one gospel, and you've got one mission, and that is to proclaim him, his gospel, to every creature. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Who would be ashamed of this? And to think of do what it did for me. I was never so glad in all my life when I came out of that jitterbug world, when I came out of that drinking world, when I came out of that world. I was never so relieved in all my life. The night that God baptized me with the Holy Ghost of fire, I was never so relieved in all my life. Who wouldn't rejoice over that? Claim the gospel to every creature, to every race, every culture, every tongue, and every people. Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. That was and still is consummation. Saying saving souls from a literal burning 
lake of fire. If it's a lake of fire, who'd want to see a dog burn? Everybody ought to be concerned and say, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. There's no immediate in-between. There's no guesswork about it. You're either saved or you're lost. And the apostles considered everything wrong with them until you get the idea that everything is wrong but what Jesus gave to the apostles and apostles until you get that mind, you're not going to amount to very much. That Everything is lost under the sun that does not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, to this was I born. And for this cause, for this mission, came I into the world. I came not to be ministered to, but to minister. God needed you, the Holy Ghost, just for you jigging and jew and jive around. God gave you the Holy Ghost to give it to somebody else. If God gave you that treasure in a nursing vessel, he gave it to you to give somebody else. Not to just to juvenile yourself and have a big time yourself. God gave you the Holy Ghost to give it to somebody else. And your mission is to give the Holy Ghost. If God gave it to you, give it to somebody else. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm on mission to reconcile this lost world back to God. That's what you got the Holy Ghost for. God gave you the Holy Ghost for you to pat yourself on the back and say, look, I'm somebody come. God gave you the Holy Ghost to put you on mission to reach somebody. I'm on mission to restore that that I took not away. As my Father has sent me, so send I you. So get on mission with me. And all I begin to do and to teach, you are to continue. Get on mission with me. Between the resurrection morning and the day of Christ's ascension, there are five separate occasions recorded where Jesus told his disciples that his mission was to evangelize the world. He wanted them to go and if I say tarry, to get connected with my message. <laughs> I've heard some of these wise theologians say, that I got the Spirit. When I came to the altar, I got the Spirit. Then later on, I got the Holy Ghost. The Bible says one Lord, one Spirit, one God, one faith, and one baptism. When you're baptized, you get a body, we get the Holy Ghost in that body that completes the new birth. Hallelujah. He said to them, you and I, are on mission to redeem them out of every kindred, tongue, nation, and people. No other commandment or doctrine was given after the resurrection except that the world. And that of the world 
evangelization. That was the whole purpose for staying here 40 days in a resurrected body, to make sure, everybody said to make sure, that his disciples were convinced that he was the one Lord, one gospel, and one mission. A sinner is the business of the church. <laughs> I was used to have church when a sinner walk in and say, who are you? But that's our business. Involving every single member of the church. That makes so winning the greatest business in the world. The church is on mission with Jesus Christ to win souls, snatch them out of every kindred, tongue, and nation of people. That mission was Luke 24, and the repentance of the mission of sin shall be preached in my name amongst all nations, but go and dirty get saved. Go and dirty get the Holy Ghost power. And ye are my witnesses of these things. Everybody say, go tarry. Before you carry. Go tarry before you carry. Go pray. Go pray for power to do my mission. The dedicated dozen preached only by word of mouth. No radio, no media, no newspaper. And by the word of mouth and by power of example. Carried this gospel throughout most of Europe, Asia, and North Africa. They covered more territory than the armies of Caesar. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the holy rulers now. Ordinary holy rulers. Ordinary people just like you. Matter of fact, I think that bunch back there would be sitting here, they'd be amazed to see what we're doing too. See the glory and the worship that goes on. They covered more territory than the armies of Caesar, Alexandria, or Cyrus. By less than A.D. 100, this gospel had penetrated as far west as Gibraltar and as far east as India. A spread of 6,000 miles. Nothing in history has matched their zeal. It's a challenge to us. If they had that zeal back there, why can't we get that zeal today, go out there and win our world? Out at the back of the New Agers and all this mess is going out there, we need to go forward and show them we got something greater than what they are trying to manifest to the world. They marched out against all opposition <laughs> and crumbled the world's mightiest empire. Then you're worried about, can I make from Wednesday to Sunday? And Sunday to Wednesday. We need to go out and crumble some empires. Crumble some devil-possessed people. And people that's been possessed by the influence of the wrong person. They turned the then known world upside down. 
They turned it upside down. They were as a sun that goes forth. Terrible as an army with banners and sovereign went on the move. They crossed geographical, religious, and racial barriers. Threatenings and severe punishment only fanned the flames. Glorious fools on fire. If you want to be a glorious fool on fire, stand up and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sold out, obsessed, fanatic. If you want to be a fanatic, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Nothing stopped them but death. They were convinced. If you're convinced of the truth, jump up and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. They were convinced that he that believeth and is saved shall be baptized. That's what the world says. You get saved and baptized. It didn't say that, mister. He that believeth and is baptized. And they that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus said, they just said, here it is, sir. That's the way it is. I can't help it. I died for the world. That's my method to save people, and that's it. But people want to, they get angry, and they want to argue against God. They're mad at God because he said, repent. They argue against God because it baptized in my name. They argue against God for receiving the Holy Ghost. They ask to get angry and argue. But I will lift up my hands without argument or without anger, without wrath. I want to believe exactly what he said. And all the signs and miracles that followed my ministry, Jesus said, shall follow your ministry. Who do people know who you are if you ain't got something going down on the inside? And let that power penetrate and let that power emanate from your very life and soul. Let the world know you've got something down deep in that soul. We're on mission together, Jesus said. Paul said, there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Reasons beyond, Paul said, calls me. It's not just one corner, one nation, one city, one town, one village, a hamlet, one family, one individually. It was he who said, listen to this, I could wish myself accursed from Christ if I could have my kinsmen, my brethren, my countrymen. It's not for me only. It's for my kinsmen. It's for everybody. It was he who said, necessity is laid upon me. A dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. And whoa, everybody said, whoa. whoa. 
It's me if I preach not the gospel. And if I witness it not. It's a fearful thing to know what we know. It ought to make you shudder. It ought to scare you half to death. It's a fearful thing to know what we know. The revelations and the gifts and the power. We are a steward of another man's goods. Custodians of this glorious apostolic truth. Husbandmen of another's vineyard. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Much known, much required. That's why Paul said, I have become all things to all men that I might win some. Give all a chance to be saved. Tell them what you got. Tell somebody every day, go out of your way. I give the morning one of my prayers the morning is, God, give me a revelation of your will to let me be at that place over there where that person needs you the most. Ask God to give you a revelation of his will for that day. And you should be surprised how providentially things will come across your path. And God will give you the answer. And God will do. We are ambassadors standing in Christ's stead. That's some mighty big shoes to fill. I can tell you that. It was Paul who recorded the unbelievable report covering Asia and an area of 60,000 square miles, weeping in their streets, preaching in their synagogues, homes, and marketplaces. Everywhere there was a soul, he went. Paul was on mission with lamb for sinners slaying, laboring with his own hands, stoned by the Jews, beaten with Roman rods. Romans 9 and 3. But he was still reaching for souls saying, for I could wish myself accursed. That's how he shook the Roman Empire established churches in Asia. He got a mission. He got on mission. Everybody say got on a mission with Jesus Christ and turned the world upside down. I'm sick and tired of this world claiming to have more than we got. They got more than we got. If you got the revelation of the blood, the power, and you got the Holy Ghost, the wind, the strength, the bread, the love, the life, if you got that, you've got more power. And I'm tired of backing up from those fellows. It's time we get on mission with God and go let the world know that God is still alive. His message is still alive. The apostle bones still speak. Oh. Oh. oh, men on mission with Christ changed continents and cities and the world. Fifty-six years ago, I imagine people get tired of hearing me say that 1921, five preachers came our community. My mom and daddy, and 
or more later received the Holy Ghost. That may not, may not mean that much to you, but, sir, there was no Pentecost up there. No Pentecost nowhere. You might get tired of hearing me saying that. But 56 years ago when God baptized me with the Holy Ghost, I said, God, if you heal my mother, I will get saved. I'll preach the gospel. I'll do anything you want me to do. I said as I jumped my truck to Coquimbo, Indiana, going 70 miles to Plymouth. When I got there, <clears throat> my daddy and his elders of the church and my five sisters were there. They could hear my mother screaming for two city blocks in such pain. But when I lifted my voice, I lifted my hand, I lifted my will to God, said, God, if you heal my mother, instantly God healed her. I had looked at my watch at 12 o'clock. It was 12 o'clock at night. A couple weeks later, I was riding with my mother at the South Bend. She said, Gerald, you know that at 12 o'clock, God instantly healed me. God instantly healed me. Then you wonder why I preached. I want you to know that this truth that I have received, I was in since two years of age and received the Holy Ghost in 1940, has not waned one bit. People say some are way up and way down. I don't know what it is to be way down. I stay way up. I refuse to let anything discourage me. When I get with it, kind of worried, my worries are crazy things to stunt to pull myself. When I, when I get worried, I say, God, here it is. 56 years ago, I connected to his mission. I got on a mission with Jesus Christ, and I've never stopped nor slowed down. If I get where I talk, I'll go like this. I wave I'm going to do something. The Jews in the Old Testament, the Scripture says that when, when they begin to think about God with these scriptures of their bodies, if you notice around the temple wall, the, the wailing wall, those dudes, that you're supposed to. When, when you get talking about God, getting these served, you're supposed to. That's why my body can't hide it. They probably wonder how come I can't be still. I can't be still. It's shut up down deep in my bones, and I can't be still. I can't quiet down. I'm going to keep it going. Keep it going. Keep that motion going in your church. On your job, keep it going like that. Keep it going like that. In 1970, Brother David Gray, Tommy Kraft, and I, and Brother White, ten preachers, went to went to uh, Ephesus and Europe, to Jerusalem and all. On the way over there, on a 747, we, Brother Tommy Kraft, we were sitting back there, and I noticed two Jews. They had their black hats on. They had this thing where they call that down here. That curl, but their hair was cut. They had the curl. They got up on the side there by that opening where the door goes out, and they were, uh, 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 uh. they were reading. Uh, uh, uh. 
that bugged me. <laughs> I left everybody to tell where I was going. I got on the other side, right opposite of them, on that door over there. And I got down on my knees. And I began to lift my hand. I began to talk in tongues as the Spirit of God. Can you think I'm going to let a Jew get ahead of me? I'm not going to do it. If God's give me something better than they got, I want the world to know that I got something down deep in my soul. I'm going to let the 747 know it. I'm going to let the Jews know it. And everybody know I got it down deep in my soul. And some of you fellas, hardly ever move. Here I'm 77, and I can move out, move any of you. Some say, some say, how come you stay like you stay? Dress up like, look like you're 19. Two things. One thing I do, I don't fool with old people. I stay away from them. They bug me. I keep myself surrounded with young men. Because I'm on a mission. As long as I've got a body, as long as I've got a hand, as long as I've got a voice, I'm going to be on mission, winning souls, praying and worshiping and serving God. <laughs> sit down, you're taking my time. When we came to Alexandria 46 years ago, we came on a mission with Jesus Christ to seek and to save the lost. When God spies on a long fast, when God spoke to me about coming to Alexandria, I said, no go. The church in Alexandria was such a report that I canceled two revivals. But when God said go, I said, okay, if you go with me. But like most of you do <laughs> If you don't go, I ain't going. <laughs> We're still on that mission. One Lord, one faith, and one mission. Our pastor, I called my darling boy, son, home. Said, I'm getting the age that I can't handle all of it. And I turned the pastor over to him. Our pastor, with Anthony, Sister Mickey, his staff, the entire church, are covering this area with the gospel. The other night, Brother Anthony got up and made everybody in the church that would stand and pledge to teach one Bible study a year to get people involved with God's mission. The Bible said daily in the temple and in, everybody say, every house. They cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ, Acts 5 and 42. Because not everyone has heard yet. What time is it? Okay. I haven't heard somebody say preach it yet for a long time. Last night I was hollering at a great preacher over there to say preach on. Everyone has not heard this gospel. 
<laughs> if I was out there, knowing what I know and didn't have this truth, I'd say, please, God, send, send somebody. Help me. I still have the same spirit. My feelers go out every day. Radar vectors go out every day. Where's that honest hundred person that's crying? Where's that hurting people? A preacher, a church that will minister to hurting people will never lack for a congregation. As long as you minister to hurting people, you'll never lack for a congregation. Would you want to be one who heard not the truth? If you would not be that one, would you stand right now just for a moment and lift your hand and say, God, I want somebody else to have. Would you like to do it? Just stand for a moment. Lift your hand and say, God, I want somebody else to have what I got. We, all of us, every member, cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. We are on a mission with him. It is God's command, command of God to every living Christian. You cannot escape soul winning any more than you can escape praying. It's a command. It's a commission. It's an order. It's an order. It's an order to go, go, go. It's an order. You may be seated. He commands you to go so winning and get the gospel. Last Saturday morning, uh, we always meet the bus route group at the church. We operate 21 buses on Sunday. We missed the, we met with this group. This one person said that I went out with a bunch of tracks, and everywhere I went, doors were slammed. Everything turned against me. But said I had one track left. That was on a Saturday morning of bus route ministry. I had one track left. So I went and knocked on the door when I did, and I said, come in. And he left his Bible in the car. Says, come in. He said, what's the difference between Jesus' name, baptism, and one God and three? What's the difference? <laughs> Man, he said, I left my Bible in the car. But about that time, on mission, God put a Bible before him and began to open those scriptures up to that man. God opened the scriptures up to that person. They sought were baptized in Jesus' name and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So forget the Bible and God on the mission. Put up a Bible. Put up a give you a revelation of what he wants. You know, you know what? I'm convinced this church can change our area. And we are making a dent. When you mention the word preaching to most churches, put your right hand up in the air. It means nothing more than on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night with a man standing behind the pulpit and saying, Hocus, Pocus, Della Minocus. 
at home to get the work done. A man standing behind the pulpit preaches the gospel to a group of people. And no person's ever changed. The word preaching, teaching, witnessing is not for just one man behind the pulpit, but for every person in the pew. Bible preaching is Holy Ghost filled people carrying the gospel message outside the church. Not sowing seed on the carpet, but outside the church to every people everywhere. But how can they go except they be sent or dispensed? I received the Holy Ghost and, and I came, I was passing back through our town. I went to <coughs> my daddy's church was having a revival on. And uh, there are two of my acquaintances came in and sat down. After church, I went back and began witnessing to these men. Both of them were halfbacks on the Indiana State University football team. Dale Tanner. And uh, they lived just over on the next block from my daddy's church. And I began to witness to them. The glory of God fell on me, and I had me a time. When I left that church that night, I went to the house. Instead of turning around and parking this way, I just went up and parked by the curb that way. I got out of the vehicle when my foot hit the ground. An audible voice spoke and said, This kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. And not even though it was in the Bible. Cometh not by prayer and fasting. If you want it, that's it. Actually, the Bible implies that God's leaders are supposed to disperse God's people. So they'll be scattered abroad everywhere preaching the word. Scattered means to disperse, to sow seed. We're supposed to go outside the church walls and sow that seed. Psalms 126, 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. I am to be, everybody say, a disperser. I am to disperse you here today to sow seed. Hundreds of us are here, and the Holy Ghost wants me to disperse you everywhere. On mission with Jesus Christ, preaching the one gospel. You are to do your own praying, your own fasting. And you have to do your own soul winning. Jesus Christ wants all his people, every born-again Christian, to be a preacher of the gospel. Not just a preacher, but everybody is to be a preacher. Spreading the word, scattering the seed. That is a plan of the New Testament church. Don't regard the clouds. Scatter beside all waters. Don't give excuses and say there's a lion in the street. And I could not go. Leave this men's conference saying, we're going to start a soul winning program and mission for those men in the church who have no other soul winning activities.
Everyone teach a home Bible study. Everyone get on a bus route ministry. Everybody knocking on doors. Everybody witnessing. Getting involved in Bible studies. All every ministry that they're deaf ministers and all. We are going soul winning in Alexandria. They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. One Lord, one gospel, and one mission. And Aaron took the censer and began running throughout the camp. And everyone he touched was spared. Those who he did not touch was not spared. You going out may spare that good friend of yours. This may spare your wife, your husband. I mean, may spare your wife or companion or, or, or friend or family, somebody else. It may spare it. But go. One Lord, one gospel. And one mission. Would you like to stand a minute, please? And I want us to lift our hands again and say, Lord, I'm going to listen to this message. I'm going to let it talk to me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on my mission. I'm going to go on my mission. So when here I am, Lord, send me.